What's up, everybody, man? Welcome to That's How You Feel. It's your host, Jacob Rose, alongside... Quinn Faye. We're back after a week-long break. You know, we, I yeah. thought we deserved a little break, don't you think? Yeah, you know, we had, like, Thanksgiving week, a little week off. You know, we've been going hard at it, man. We had 10 straight episodes, and I guess that kind of concludes season one. So, you know, I guess you're in season two. You know, it's the premiere. We're back. And, you know, we got... We got that stuff for y'all, you know? We're ready to get back into it. All right, so first, I know this is a little bit of sports, but this was kind of a big deal earlier this week. Um, PSG was playing a team from Istanbul in soccer, and uh, one of the refs was apparently racist, said some racial racial slurs to uh, the manager, you know, like the coach of the Istanbul soccer team. So that ended up happening, and both teams walked off the field. So, I don't know, that's kind of a big deal, you know, especially, you know, a referee. They're kind of seen, you know, to like a higher standard than, you know, you got to, you know, you're, you're refing. That's your job. Your job's not out here to, you know, cuss out a coach or, you know, be racist towards them. And then uh, the day after they rescheduled the game and everybody was wearing like and racism, racism shirts and stuff like that. So, you know, it's kind of cool to see. You know, hopefully that uh, referee gets fired and dealt with properly. Yeah, I thought he actually uh, is quitting from oh, being a ref, shit. like, complete, completely. But it was interesting to me, too, because when you think about refs, like, we always think of them as being, like, the most neutral person on the on, like the uh, court, on the field, whatever. Just, like, calling, like, making calls and things like that, not having really an opinion at all, just, like, trying to moderate the, the game. But then when you have a ref come out and say a racial slur, like to me, if I heard that, I just feel like, whoa, I don't know. Cause, like, I don't know. I've never like, looked at a ref and been like, wow, I don't know what you like, actually think about something or what your like actual life is like. But, you know, they're like real people too. So I think it would just throw me off because that's not what they're there for at all. They're there to play, play soccer. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, we're living in a tough time. COVID still sucks. Quinn, mm-hmm. you know, we got a little bit of COVID vaccine news. What, what you got to say about that? Yeah, so we got um, the COVID vaccine is going to be rolling out sometime um, next, sometime early 2021. Uh, the Pfizer vaccine, you know, they're coming out with it. It's going to be two doses. You get the first. Uh, it's supposed to be like around 90% effective. And then the second dose, you get three weeks afterwards. So from my understanding, it's going to go to the frontline workers first who are working directly in contact with COVID as part of their job, as part of their profession. And then from there, it'll move to retirement homes, people at risk. And then I think we're going to be around the last group to get it, college students, like the young people who can, uh, who don't, who aren't as affected by the COVID as much. Um, but I saw this crazy article today by the Washington Post and it was talking about how Chinese airline workers are going to be wearing diapers on diapers? Diapers, yes. They're going to be wearing diapers to avoid lavatories so like it limits COVID or whatever but like can you imagine traveling from there to like I don't know, Japan and you got you're a worker and you got to take like a dump (laughs) 
like during the flight, and you have to do it in a little a diaper. I, I mean, it's probably it's an adult size diaper, but I don't know about you, Jay, but like I feel like no sizable diaper is gonna be able to hold me like that. I mean, it depends what I'm on that day. You feel me? You never know. <laughs> be eating. But still, bro, like even. The, like regardless of what I'm e- eating, I'm still gonna be walking around my own shit, you know. Like people are gonna be smelling it too. Exactly. You like you're acting like babies don't be stinking. I feel like a grown adult will be stinking much more than a little baby. <laughs> are they gonna have like their own little rooms where they can go in and clean themselves up? Because well, I mean, that, like... might as well just keep bathrooms if they're all gonna be you know going in there cleaning themselves up. They're still gonna <laughs> do the I'm same saying. type of things that they would do. So, All I know is if I was an airline worker, if I was I'm, like, I'm planning a good job. I'm quitting right away. Oh. No shot that I'm sticking in that. They have to pay me like six figures to wear a diaper. You feel me? Like no shot, dog. I would, I would wear one. I just don't know if I could go in one. Oh. Especially like while you're handing out peanuts and pretzels and drinks to people. No thanks. And those tight little, yeah, not a chance. Yeah, um, it's really like. It's a what the fuck. It's just... Yeah, well, let's talk about something we all love, um, which is The Bachelorette right now going on. Uh, a little, like, before we get into, you know, I think we should make some predictions about who's winning The Bachelorette because it got down to the final seven. I think the front runners in a lot of people's eyes are um, Zach, probably, because he's had, he had a couple um, meaningful moments, I guess you could say, with Taysha in their one-on-one. And then mm-hmm. Tish actually said that he was she was falling in love with him. And there's Ivan and there's and a couple other people. But who do you think is winning Bachelor at Jay? I mean, like after the first uh you know, like couple episodes I had Brendan like easily number one. And now she's like she really likes Ben and Zach. I think Zach is a lame, to be honest. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of him. So I really want Ivan to win, but I low-key, I still low-key think Brandon's gonna come out on top somehow. I don't know why. I just, I just, I just think he's got it. I don't know. First, you know, the first date person always kind of has the edge. You know, it's like the first person she really gets to know. So it's like she's known him the longest type. You don't think Blake's pulling it up? Nah, Blake and uh, Noah, they're the next two to be gone for sure. Without a doubt. They don't they, they stand no chance. What about you? Uh, I think Ben is definitely the front runner right now. Um, but I also feel like Riley is going to be there. I think he's going to go to hometowns. Um, I think she likes Ivan. I think they have a connection, but we haven't really seen much of them since then. Like, I think she thinks Ivan's, like, you know, the cute little guy, you know, shy, kind of quiet person. Um, but I don't think he will win it. Um, but Riley, when Riley was talking about his family, she was really, like, a lot of people have confessed, like, you know, deep stuff to her. But she, like, kissed the back of his hand, which I know is just whatever. But I thought oh, it was, like... think it means a little something-something, huh? I think it was, yeah. I thought, like, she really, really... Like, she didn't do that for anybody else. It's, like... She's kind of sat there, you know, maybe touched her shoulder, but I feel like she was really engaged when she was talking to Riley. But he hasn't had a one-on-one yet, so we'll see. Um, yeah, well, you know, I think it should just be, you know, two black guys, two white guys, you know? Like a little... Uh, 
<laughs> you know, keep it even. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Bachelor starts, what, like the fourth? Like the first week of January? Yeah, January, January 4th. So we're jumping right into it. Last little bit of news here today. Time came out with um, their finalist for Person of the Year. And they announced actually their Athlete of the Year, which was LeBron James. Yes, sir. Go, James, baby. Rightfully, rightfully so. I think okay. rightfully so. Um, but they came out with the person of the year, and the finalists were um, Joe Biden, Donald Trump, uh, Dr. Fauci, and then they showed George Floyd's picture, but then had like racial racial justice or something underneath his name. They didn't say George Floyd um, uh, when they released it on their on their Twitter. I think MSNBC actually was the one that tweeted that picture uh what are your thoughts about that jacob well at first when you look at it like you see the four four people's face you know by now everybody knows those four faces and i'm kind of just like wait bro you're telling me george floyd is nominated for time person of the year it looked at first it looked like they're rewarding somebody that was murdered by the police by being person of the year like it just didn't sit right with me at first but like the movement of racial justice i feel they could have just done like Black Lives Matter would have made much more sense. Or maybe one of those uh, pictures of everybody's face. You know how you see those, like all the people that fell victim of police brutality this year? They used a picture with like all of their faces. Like you see art of those all the time. Or say their names. I don't know. I don't, I just don't think they should have used George Floyd because at first look, it seems like, you know, he's up for a person of the year. I mean, even though like George Floyd isn't himself like isn't up for person of the year uh i do think yeah they could have used a different image than just having his picture up there like they're nominating the like the whole movement for racial justice um i think i also saw that the the nominating like the front health care workers for fighting covid as well but yeah i don't know i don't think they should have just chosen a picture of george floyd that i mean that image of him has been passed around internet for since his, his death and has been created into art and just different murals and pictures i think they definitely could have used a picture of protesters out on the streets from the family's perspective like george Floyd's family like do they like how long do they want to have this prolonged because having the death of somebody like that in your life is traumatic and you want justice and at one point at what point do you realize like having keeping like having this conversation on and on again about um like his death like at what point does that just control your life like at what point do you want to move on i don't know the right answer to that but in their perspective um i wonder about that it's you know it's a crazy thing we'll see what happens when our generation gets older see if it changes a little i thought i keep thinking about that like i mean we're 60 70 80 years old like how much it'll be interesting just to see how much of the world's going to change because a lot of those people who yeah, are even even apart from you know like quality and stuff like like the technology I mean, even if the world makes it, you know, 40 more years, you know, it could be a freaking zombie apocalypse or some aliens could come. You know, we go to Mars and these dudes are like, why the hell are you on Mars? And they come and blow up our planet, you know, like <laughs> you really don't mm-hmm. know. Anything's really possible now. Like, you know, COVID happened. Any Anything that happens, like would it surprise me? I don't know, man. It's, it's up in the air right now. 
Well, even you think about like people who are at 80, 90 year olds right now, like back when they were our age, black people didn't have equal rights. Like it, like written within the law. Like they, that was like before Martin Luther King. And I don't know, I feel like that's a pretty big, pretty big shift in just our society. And it'll just be interesting to think about like, all right, look ahead in another hundred years and another hundred years, like what else is going to change? Mm-hmm. Like so much has changed since then. So a lot of time, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> Um, but yeah, should we get into some, uh, some music now? Let's do it. Let's go. So we have, just to give you guys a little preview, um, tonight, Jack Harlow is dropping his first studio album, which was kind of surprising to me because Jack Harlow has been, I, I mean, I, last, last week or two weeks ago, I thought of him as most up and coming for right now, mm-hmm. or one of the most, I should say, and he hasn't even put out an album yet. He has he just had like these little EPs and but he's just really just had singles and features that have gone crazy. Um, but he's dropping it album tonight. He also he's dropping with the What's Poppin' remix. He has the What's Poppin' original on there. He has Tyler Hero, which already came out. He's also dropping a song with Lil Baby and Chris Brown. That's gonna be fire. Yeah, fifteen songs total. Do you think we're getting rapping Chris Brown or singing Chris Brown? The song is called Already Best Friends. Yeah, he's singing, for sure. He's, I think he's singing. Yeah. He's singing. That's kind of what Chris Brown's kind of transitioning to. He's kind of moved away from the rap game. Yeah. Lately. And then Keith Cuddy's dropping Man on the Moon 3 tonight as well. Are you uh, excited for that? Or are you just whatever? I'm, beyond, I'm just kind of like whatever about it. I like Cuddy. I've never been like a huge Cuddy fan. But he hasn't put out a lot of music lately um in between you know i've never been like a huge kid cuddy fans but he does have some fire songs um i mean i'm gonna listen to it and i'm not gonna have uh like high hopes or anything but you know we'll see what happens mm-hmm. i am excited for this uh jeremiah chance christmas album I'm ho- it's i'm pretty sure it's a new one you know i looked it up to make sure it was real and they yeah. said it's even though Chance fell off when he and Jeremiah collab, you know, it's normally a good song. So, uh, you know, what's this, the third one? Right? Third one? Merry Christmas, Little Mama 3. Yes. I don't know if that's what it's called, but... This is like the third Christmas album, and, you know, I'm excited for this one. Uh, maybe it'll bring Chance back into my life as a fan, but, you know, let's wait and find out, you know? But, uh, even though we that, missed... I mean, he came out with a song already. From that album, it's called The yeah. Return. Garbage. Yeah, I didn't like that one either. It was garbage. <laughs> it has less than a thousand plays right now on Spotify. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Wasn't it on Rap Caviar, bro? It was. <laughs> that's how I found it. That's that's ridiculous. Well, last week, you know, we missed um, the music, and Lil Baby dropped new t- two new songs. Um, I liked them. They were cool. Just like I said, you know, like you said with Jack Harlow, he's up next. I mean, they're both, like, already up. I don't know about up next, but, you know, hottest right now. But Lil Baby's probably the hottest right mm-hmm. now for me. Even though he's reportedly uh, paying porn stars to have sex with. But, you know, when you got the money like that, you can do whatever you want with it. So, you know, all the power to my mans. 
But, you know, besides the fact, he's, he still makes good music. And then, however you say this dude's name, either Blast, Blix, whatever it is, it's B-L-X-S-T, if you guys don't know him. He dropped his Deluxe last week. And, you know, he had a song with the featured goat, Ty Dolla's son. And he had a song with Dom Kennedy, but it came out a while ago. And, you know, I liked it. I liked the three, four new songs he had or whatever. thought it was solid. Do people in L.A.? Do people in L.A. be playing that or just out in Cali be playing that, your homies and stuff? Yeah, my homies listen to him, But they said his name's Blast, so I was like, okay. right. Yeah, when you told me that, I was surprised. I think now like he's kind of become one of the bigger names up and coming yeah. in rap right now. And uh, I, I thought it was really good. I like the one with Dom Kennedy. I like the one with uh, Bino. Uh-huh. Him and Bino collab on a lot of, a lot of songs together. Um, and I like Bino's music as well. They're both Cali dudes. But uh, any song with him and Bino, I think are good. But my one complaint about the album and just Black's, Blicks, whatever, as an artist in general, is all his beats have that same damn clap in them. It's always like, it's, it's groovy. It's groovy. Like, it'll get you going. And it flows really well. But, bro, change up your beats. Learn how to use different beats. Because it's... you. They all sound the same. They're all fire. Don't get me wrong. But at some point, I think I'm just going to run out and just be like, yo, cut the little clap. I need something different. Get into uh, sports a little bit. Uh, I got a question for you, Jay. What are your thoughts on uh, Coach K complaining about the NCAA basketball season right now going on? Do you think it's because that Duke is losing, or do you think he's genuinely worried and concerned for these players? Uh, it's probably a little bit of both. Like, obviously, you never want to lose, but having the concern for these players, like, I mean, Gonzaga's had, what, three, four games canceled. Um, mm-hmm. I know, like, a few of my homies that play, at least, like, three of their games got canceled. Like, I just, you know, a lot of games getting canceled, postponed, blah, 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 and, you know, it's there's definitely... I mean, I don't know if it's for the, their safety, like, necessarily, since, you know, this hasn't really been, you know, a college student that's had, you know, tragic or, like, died from the, uh, you know, COVID-19. But, yeah, yeah, you know, it's a little concerning that, you know, a bunch of kids are getting it and we're not able to play games. So, you know, it's like you get down to March Madness and, I mean, assuming they go to the bubble, but if not, you know, like someone gets sick, boom, they're done out of the tournament. You know, it's kind of, it's kind of tough. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's, I don't think he's, I think it's more of the safety than it is losing games. In my opinion, because I mean, they they lost only two games. I think they're like two and two or three and two. And I think two of their losses against ranked teams. So it's not like they lost to Illinois and Michigan State, both at home. But yeah, like Michigan State's number four, Illinois's number five. You know, I'm not really uh, tripping, but we'll see what happens. You know, I don't think he would, you know, be mad about the losing of the games. Yeah, I saw that the Alabama coach Nate Oates um, kind of called out Coach K. Um, he said. To a reporter, he said, "Do you think if Coach K hadn't lost these his two non-conference games at home, that he would still be saying that?" And I would really hope that he w- he wouldn't be, um, or that he would still be saying that rather, because uh, he's one of the best college basketball coaches of all time. 
and for him to like say he shouldn't have a season, I think that's really at a disadvantage to his players. Um, but who knows really what's going on in his head? But yeah, like like you said, his losses have been against Illinois and Michigan State, which are both good teams. Granted, they were both at home, but those are both those are two very very good teams. One of the two best teams in college basketball right now. Um. College basketball in general has kind of been off to uh, a weird start. A lot of like the teams that you would normally consider to be powerhouses are not are not are not doing so hot. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Especially like, uh, yeah, go ahead. Long story short, the freaking blue buds suck. <laughs> they're not they're not good. You know, Kentucky's lost three games, like two times to unranked teams, and like one and three. I mean, Duke's lost two games. Yeah, the two losses are against good teams. But, you know, if you want to be a good team, you could beat those good teams. North Carolina's lost twice. And Kansas is the only team that's really doing much. I'm pretty sure their only loss is Gonzaga. So, you know, they're valid. They're at 5-1. and one. But the other three, they need to pick it up, man. Because, you know, a lot of these uh, you know high school seniors are not going to these colleges anymore. I mean, you got... I think Kay Cunningham was a top, like, five prospect. He goes to Oklahoma State. You know, you got these players not going to these big blue blood schools anymore. And I don't know, maybe, you know, they're, they're going other places. And for me, I, yeah, I don't like that. it. Yeah, I like it. You know, those people aren't just so worried about going to those four teams. Like, yeah, they have better success and getting to the NBA, you know, based on, like, past players that have been there. But, you know, they're changing it up a little, and I think it's cool. But I, I like seeing this this mix up, and I thought I thought we saw a similar kind of trend in college football a little bit too. But I think yeah, that's just because they played less games. Well, you look at college football. LSU just won the whole thing last year. And now they're like they suck. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. zero competition against everybody. Yeah, and for sure. You know, and you got a team like Ohio State that you know has always been in the college and like that conversation for being in the college football playoff. Um, and they're five and all right now, but they're, they have the big 10 title game next week against Northwestern. And a lot of people are questioning whether or not like they're even, they even should be eligible to be in it. And even college basketball, like when we get to that point, there's going to be teams that have played a lot less games than other teams. And how do you, you know, for those at, at large bids, how do you decide who gets in and who doesn't? So it's going to be tough. But um, talking about Ohio State, do you think that they deserve to be in the college football playoff having only played six games? Yeah, man. They got the second best quarterback in the country by far. You know, arguably the best. I mean, I probably wouldn't put him at over Trevor. But he's mm-hmm. definitely top two in my opinion. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, they beat Indiana who was, you know, a highly ranked team that just beat Wisconsin without their starting quarterback, uh, who's actually really good. But Ohio State beat them with, at full pace. Um, I mean, Ohio State's obviously one of the best teams in the country. Like, nobody's going to tell you that Texas A&M's better, you know. Um, yeah. They, they definitely deserve to be where they are. And, I mean, I don't know if it's their fault that all these games are getting canceled or if it's the teams they're playing against. I mean – you know, Big Ten schools are kind of chunky, and a lot of Big Ten games have been canceled this year. <laughs> Just like yeah. what we expected, you know, even though they started super late and they still had all these problems, which is kind of, you know, bad to look at. I mean, just think about it, you know, Wisconsin missed, what, three weeks? 
I think Ohio mm-hmm. State's about to miss, I think, their third game. I think Minnesota's missed two or three weeks as well. Uh, I don't yeah. know. Just all these teams are, you know, none of, a lot of their games aren't getting played. And, you know, it kind of sucks to see. But if you look at who's the best team in the Big Ten, you know, 100% Ohio State. And I'm taking Ohio State over teams like, you know, Texas A&M, Florida, Georgia that are, you know, maybe teams on the bubble of making it to the Final Four. Yeah. And plus, if you think about Ohio State's resume, um, like if they, assuming they beat Northwestern, Northwestern's the ranked number 14th right now. Ohio State still has good quality wins over um, what was ranked a ranked Penn State team. And then they beat Indiana as well at home. Mm-hmm. But it's not like they're beating scrub teams. Like they have, you know, a couple, a couple decent wins. And if they get Northwestern too, that'll be a, a good win as well. So I I agree with you. I think they're definitely they definitely should be in the playoff. And you have to like you don't want to account in history or like the history of the program and their success. But I think you have to in this in these kind of situations. I think if it was a normal season and Ohio State was kind of iffy, then you can be more in the middle, but in a season where teams have played a lot more games than other teams, you have to consider, okay, this is a good program. They haven't lost. Granted, they've played less games. They should be in the playoffs compared to some of these other teams who have proven that they've lost and they haven't been able to hold up against better competition. But Ohio State just hasn't been given the chance. I mean, if Ohio State had one loss, they probably don't make it. But, you know, they're undefeated. I think they've only really had one game that was within maybe 20 points. I could be wrong. But yeah, Indiana was yeah. a one touchdown game. Yeah. But they've definitely shown that they're a top, you know, four team in the country. Yeah. But so you know, we got what? Two weeks left? Yeah, football? yeah. Something like that. Because all the bowl games start like after Christmas and stuff. Yeah. Like two, yeah, probably two weeks. Because Christmas is in 15 days. But. You know, you know, thinking about Christmas, you know, you want to think about basketball, you know, because we love some Christmas basketball, to be honest. But like, what was it, like a week and a half ago, we had a pretty big trade, um, you know, during the free agency offseason timeline. And yeah. uh, Russell Westbrook was traded for John Wall and uh, first pick, first round pick from the Wizards, uh, Quinn. Who is the winner and who is the loser of the trade, my brother? I think the winner of the of the Westbrook Wall trade is definitely the um, the Wizards. I think the Wizards got. I think Russ has been hated on his entire career, and at the end of the day, this dude's a competitor. He's going to win, and he's a better player than John Wall is. And when you think about what the Rockets got, I mean, they still have James Harden, who wants to leave, and I don't think. The Rockets are going to be as good this year, assuming that James Harden, um, even even if James Harden stays, John Wall's a, a dog. Don't get me wrong, but Russell Westbrook's a better a better player, a better leader, a better person at getting people engaged. And I think the the um, the Wizards are going to be a better team. Will they make the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, I could see it. Maybe there's like a six to eight seed somewhere in there. They're not going to win the championship by any means because, you know, when you look at what the, like who else they got and there's some role players and some young guys. Um, 
Well, it'll be interesting to see what how Bradley Beal does this year because, you know, without another superstar, Bradley Beal is putting up 30-something. Um, but he also was the only person on that team that could score. So he added somebody who can put the ball in the basket, can get players involved. And, yeah, I definitely think the Wizards got better. What about you? Um, I don't think anybody lost the trade uh, necessarily because, I don't know, I feel like – even though they're kind of similar players, uh, John Wall, John Wall probably fits better than Russ because Russ, Russ is definitely more ball dominant than uh, Russ. I mean, Russ is definitely be- more ball dominant than John Wall, so I think he'll fit mm-hmm. better in with Harden, assuming he stays. But I do think the Wizards, you know, probably got better because you know you're adding the better player, and I think. You know, when Westbrook played uh, in OKC and Paul, uh, Paul George had his first year there, that was Paul George's best regular season of his career because he, he made him, like, top three in the MVP that year. So I think Russ might have that same effect on Bradley Beal. And, you know, we'll make Bradley Beal an all-star where he deserves to be. Yeah. It'll be cool to see how both of those teams shake up. And even if... Uh, Harden will even stay with the Rockets and what the, their team will look like. But we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but first, we're going to talk about PG. He got his, a max extension today for five five years. Which is yeah, he's a making long time. $45 million a year. I mean, like. Yeah. Do you think this was a mistake for Paul George? Do you think this was a mistake for the Clippers? Or do you think it is a good deal for both parties? Nah, I mean, like, yeah, Paul George play like shit in the playoffs but at the end of the day Paul George is still a bucket and one of the best two-way players in the league so I mean I don't think it's a bad decision until it turns out to be a bad decision like if he continues to have struggles in the playoffs like he's had then it will be a bad decision but right now you know giving your superstar the money that you know they deserve and you know we'll see what happens I don't think we'll be able to really answer if it was a bad decision until you know like he either does well or plays like a bum so we'll find out what about Uh, you i got a hot take on this one uh i thought it was a horrible decision for Mm -hmm. um for the clippers i think paul george getting paid hey that's great you know you're making money that's what you want to do but for this season i really don't think i don't think the clippers are, are winning the championship i don't think they're even making the finals i don't think they're I think they could even risk out on not making the Western Conference Finals again. And I really don't ever think that Kawhi Leonard is going to stick with that program if they're not contending for a championship. This dude has proven. You know what? Yeah, No, yeah. This dude has proven that he won a championship with the Raptors. He leaves the next season. Winning to him is about where can he win. And I don't think he – Yeah, I don't think he can win with Paul George. I think he can. I think if Paul George is playing well, he can. But you also have that to have, have to have that trust. If Paul George is playing like MVP Paul George and that we've seen, I think yeah. But when at the end of the day, when the Clippers don't make the play, when the Clippers don't make the finals this year, when they don't win, I think Kawhi Leonard is going to be. You know what? Gonna I'm not going to stick around this. I'm not going to stick around this. And then you got Paul George. You know what? You're stuck in this system, assuming. You know, that, that Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard does leave. You're Paul George. You're stuck in this system where you're the superstar. And I don't. I, I think Paul George is a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he needs that next another piece with him. 
as any championship team does to win a championship. And with the Clippers, if you want to invest all that much money in all those years into a guy that may or may not be able to draw that next superstar. Because when Kawhi Leonard leaves and goes to contend with a different team, are there going to be players that are going to be, you know what, Paul George, I want to play with you. I just don't know if there will be. Because if he has a if he does crappy again in the playoffs, I don't know if people are going to want to play with him because they don't think he can win. So I think locking Paul George in for five years was a bad decision by the Clippers. Good for Paul George for getting them, getting that money because, you know, it's good. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're getting paid, you're getting paid. But I don't think it was a good, a good decision for him. I pro- oh, that's how you feel? For sure, for sure. Uh, I probably, I don't know, I disagree with the Kawhi thing. Like, Kawhi only left, like, he left the Spurs. Like, he didn't choose to go to the Raptors, you know? Like, it wasn't his choice to go to the Raptors. You know, he just got traded there because they could get DeRozan. And then, like, I feel like he was always, I don't know, I think he was always trying to get to L.A. in a way. Like, he wanted to be in L.A., but then LeBron went to the Lakers, and he was like, oh, I don't want to play with LeBron, so he decides to go to the Clippers. Like, if LeBron stays in Cleveland or goes back to Miami, something like that, then you might have seen Kawhi come to the Lakers because I think, like, he did want to play in L.A. He just had to pick the little brother because, you know, he don't want to play with Bron Bron, even though he probably should have to get a ring. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I just know that at the start of last season – Everybody was saying how the Clippers were going to, you know, oh, they got two great wings, blah, blah, blah. Sounds good. Then LeBron James happened and Jamal Murray happened. Ah, ha, ha. So, you know, I just want to see what people start saying saying at the start of this season. And then, you know, we'll see what happens this season. But, you know, the preseason starts tomorrow. LeBron and AD aren't playing against the Clippers tomorrow. But, you know, they need a break. You feel me? Um, James Harden, probably the biggest talk of the NBA right now. My man's was partying mm-hmm. with a little baby on his birthday, you know, giving him a Prada bag, a Richard Milley watch, and like 200 grand or something <laughs> crazy like that. And he added two new teams to his destination list. So first, you know, he had the Nets and the Sixers, and now he's added the Bucks and the Miami Heat. Quint, what do you think? I don't really think any of these teams are really great then. I don't really think him – I don't think he'd work in the Bucks system. I think the Nets – I, I, we've talked about this before. I think the ball, they, they have too many ball-dominant guys. Um, I think Embiid-Harden combo would be really, really good in terms of big man, point guard. Um, and I really don't think the Heat should mess with what they have. I think they should contend as they are. Yeah, adding another piece would be um, would be great for them, but it also also just depends on what they would have to give up. Um, but what, what do you think? I think if you can, you know, get James Harden, you get him. If not, you know, you don't. I mean, I think you should just stay in. I mean, I don't think James Harden's winning the championship regardless from LeBron, KD, you know, Kawhi still in the league. You know, it's, he's just kind of, yeah. it's going to be kind of hard. Like, why do you think Charles Barkley never won a ring? You know, he's playing against Jordan, Hakeem, and freaking Magic Johnson and all that. Um, you know. Like, when you're not, I mean, yeah, he's probably the best scorer or second best scorer behind KD. But, you know, you can't do it all yourself. You know, we rarely ever see one player do the whole thing by themselves, if ever. Um, so it's kind of, he's just in a bad position, you know. Like, maybe if he was in the league in, like, you know, 2008 and he was 
doing what he was doing now. You know, maybe he wins the ring. But now he's, you know, on, you know, we're about to talk about the ESPN's top 100. He was like eighth or ninth, I think. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's just going to be tough for him to win a ring when he's, you know, he, if he wants to win a ring, you go to the Nets. You know, you play with two other great players, possibly future Hall of Famers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be ball dominant. But when you got those three players on your team, you know, assuming from the outside perspective, a basketball fan and, you know, someone that knows sports, I feel like somehow they got to make that work if they can. Uh, I don't know. It's just going to be a mismatch all over the court. But James Harden, he's, just in, be... a, yeah, he's just in a tough situation. So, I don't yeah. know. But, you know, I got to say. Oh, you go, you go, you go. Yeah, well, I was just really, really quick. I was just going to say, James Harden's made it clear that he wants out of Houston. And then what is it, what kind of effect is that going to have on his teammates to win the season starts, assuming he's still in Houston? Mm-hmm. Like, you have this guy that isn't committed to this, his teammates, isn't committed to the program, is committed to the coaching staff. How is that going to affect the culture? And I don't think it will be um, very good. What are your thoughts on the top 100? Uh, I think it's ridiculous. I think he, it's, it's absolutely terrible. Like the first, uh, what was it, 51 to 100? They had mm. freaking DeMar DeRozan at 82, bro. The man shot the best in his career ever this year. You know, I still average 22 points. And I don't know. They just have people that are just all hype in front of them. You know, you know, you got Lonzo Ball in front of DeMar DeRozan. Like, okay, yeah, maybe DeMar DeRozan. He's a hero in front of DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, like, maybe DeMar's fell off a little since he was in Toronto. But that dude is still all-star caliber player. Like, Lonzo Ball and Tyler Hero are not all-star caliber players. Like, I went through the whole list, and I just saw so many guys ahead of DeRozan. And I'm just like, bro, like, are you serious? Yeah. And then you looked at the next, what, like, 11 through... 49, and I think what Kemba was like 48, bro. Um, Zion was like Zion's 19. You're telling me Zion Williamson is the 19th best player in the entire NBA. Entire NBA, I think he could be by the end of this year, but not after one season where he didn't even play that much. The only thing I think they got right is maybe like 11 and 12 at the end with Tatum and Jimmy Mm -hmm. Butler. That was fine. I didn't have a problem with them down there. But you got uh, – Zion was in front of a lot of great players. That like, I mean, it was his first year, that, and he played 30 games. And you're already saying he's better than, you know, 80% of the league, bro? Come on. Or 90% of the league? Yeah. Like, I don't have nothing against Zion. Like, I think he's going to be great. I think but, they got the top 10, right? Right? I think the top 10. Yeah, I thought the top 10 was pretty solid. Um, I mean, so I know you can make an argument for everybody in there. Well, yeah, I think the top nine was right because I remember like everybody I've talked to had the same top nine, regardless of the order. Like I agree with that, but like I guess it makes sense that Katie's six since he was hurt. But you know, I'm I'm still not saying Giannis is top three, but that's just my opinion. Um, I think I said it perfectly at the beginning. You said that they chose based on height, and yeah. Like having Tyler Hero, that's just, that's recency effect right there in itself. When you right. have a guy that is putting up um, double digit points and they're a rookie, mm-hmm. and they're twenty twenty one years old in the NBA Finals, um, 
you have to consider that wasn't that was in a controlled environment. There wasn't a crowd. There wasn't people yelling, Tyler here, you suck, you bum. You know, there wasn't like that like those people that you know, that creates that atmosphere. It wasn't the same. It was in an empty gym. Uh I thought Trey Young was was a little too high as well. Zion Williamson was too high for sure. Um I think I was probably most mad about Tyler Hero. I've not I've not been a fan of him and I've I've been on this show talking about that. I just think he's he shoots like he shoots sometimes more than Jimmy Butler. Like sometimes there were games where he took the most shots out of anybody. And yeah, he's putting up twenty points, but on twenty shots. And it's just to have a guy like that up way above DeMar DeRozan, who has not fallen off by any means, really, I don't think. Not significantly to be down there that far. The DeMar DeRozan should be in the top 40, bro. Yeah, I just think it's pretty bogus. Like, I always consider him like that. Not not an all-star, but like the next tier or like the tier just below that in the league. So, I was I was frustrated about that. They need they need to find some new people to start ranking things and and like everything, like in music and sports. I mean, maybe it's just based off my opinion and I think a lot of this stuff is stupid. But I know there's millions of people that have the same opinion on me, especially like on the DeMar DeRozan thing or even uh, like just like even when the Grammys came out, like what the hell? This is like people that vote for things. I don't know. Sometimes they're just a bunch of clowns, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Honestly, we'll see when the season starts how those rankings hold up. And oh, yeah. you know, we'll, see how, we'll see how it is. But uh, speaking of starting the season, you know, we got a lot of expectations surrounding a lot of teams, a lot of players. Um, you know, there's a lot of expectations that organiz- organizations are setting on their stars to to get it done to win championships. Of everybody in the league right now, which player do you think will be uh, will be the most scrutinized this season? Kyrie Irving. He's definitely going to be the most scrutinized player in the league because, you know, playing alongside Kevin Durant, he's arguably the best player in the league right now. Um, he's already come out how he's talking about he's not going to talk to the media or, you know, be on social media at all. Uh, you know, he's been injured. You know, he hasn't done anything since he left the uh, – left playing with LeBron, you know, he's come out and said he couldn't look down at somebody else and think they could hit the last shot. LeBron came out and was low-key salty about it, <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Kyrie definitely, like, I love Kyrie. I think he's a great player, but he's definitely going to get the most criticism and most, you know, most scrutinized during the season. But a close second is probably Paul George after the playoffs he had and Get, especially after getting this max contract, he's going to have a lot of heat on his head. Yeah. Um, I think my, my, my most scrutinized is definitely Kyrie because we all know Kevin Durant. If the Nets are in the top two in the East, all eyes are going to look to Kyrie Irving. But last right. question before we get into the picks, which player do you think um, is the most under pressure to win a championship? Uh, my first number one answer is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Because, you know, mm-hmm. best team in the league record-wise past two years, back-to-back MVP, even though I disagree with – I low-key disagree with both, but he probably should have got at least one from that, but it is what it is. Um, like, yeah, uh, definitely Giannis because, you know, the things I just said, and he, his team, you know, got better. They added Drew Holiday, who's that next step to be – 
being an all-star, even though it's kind of tough in the West. But now he's in the East, so, you know, maybe. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's definitely Giannis. And then second will be Kawhi. I know Kawhi's won championships before, but, you know, this man had a 3-1 lead. Yeah, everybody's been talking about him. He came to L.A., he had the little commercial where his keychain had a crown on it, like he was the new king of L.A., and LeBron shut that up real quick. Actually, you know, Jamal Murray shut that up real quick, and I ain't going to gas LeBron because it was pretty much Jamal Murray that did everything. But, you know, he came to L.A. thinking he was going to take over, and he didn't. Got Paul George. You know, they pretty much have the same team. They just changed Montrezl Harrell for a better defender, not as good, you know, offensive player. I think I definitely agree with Giannis because he has now three. Well, he's a superstar. He has an all-star, Chris Milton, and another um, highly ranked player, Andrew Holiday, as it's disposable now with a great another um, they have great role players to go along with it. But I think I think he's probably number one. Uh, I think a lot of pressure's on him. But I don't think we can forget that the best player in the world is also under a lot of pressure. That's just because of who he is, LeBron James. If you're the best player in the world, arguably the best ever, you're going to be under pressure to win every single year. It just doesn't – It just unless you just don't have a team to support you. But LeBron James has gotten better. I think the expectations on them winning this season have gone up. There's a lot of talk about them even being compared to Shaq and Kobe back in those days um, and those Lakers. So – that's just who he is. I think the best player in the world would be under pressure otherwise as well. So LeBron's the best in the world? Yeah, I think so. I think he I think the get the best chance to win the finals again too. So does that mean LeBron's like the number one player or do you still have Giannis? Like when you look at last season I think that Giannis is deserved to win M V P. Um, because of his just his, his stats. But like when I look at would I rather have LeBron on my team or Giannis on my team, I'd rather have LeBron. You know, basketball, preseason starts tomorrow. Uh, regular season starts in like a week and a half. You know, can't wait. I'm sick of football because my Eagles suck, but that's another story for another day. But, you know, it's time for yeah, the end of the garbage. show. Yeah, it's cool. We still we still almost came back and beat y'all chill out. Um, I hope Yeah, so do I. At the end of the day, we got to do the NFL picks, and I'm going I'm to take charge on this one today because you've done it like the past three weeks, so I'm going to ask the questions right <laughs> But uh, who you got tonight? We got Patriots at Rams. What you what you thinking? I got Rams in this. Actually, you know, no, I got Patriots. Patriots look good last week. Oh my God. I just want to be different, man. But I was going to pick the Patriots because <laughs> this is a must win for them. Because that AFC East, I mean the AFC race, wild card race is really heating up. He's got teams at a 7-5, and 8-4. And, and it's a must win for them. For the Rams, it's not so much a must win. Because, you know, they're, like, winning their division right now. If they lose, they'll just be tied with this Seattle again, assuming they win. So I'm going to take the Patriots as well. You know, coming out to Cali, little Inglewood, new stadium. Cam Newton, little Superman. You know, I'm, even though he doesn't have that many passing touchdowns, he's about to stiff arm Aaron Donald in the mouth. <laughs> I mean, probably not, but whatever. All right, Saints yeah, at Eagles. Jalen Hurts' his um, first start. Saints at Eagles. I got, I got the Saints. Not one. Oh, well, this is my team, so you know I'm gonna pick them. Even if we lose, it is what it is. Got to pick my team. Go Birds, baby. Let's get this dub. Saints K. Let's go. 
Uh, Texans at Bears. Uh, I want to pick the Bears because I want them to. I think they'll bounce back at some point, but I don't think they're going to do that against Deshaun Watson. So I have the the Texans. Yeah, I got the Texans as well. This game sucks. Cowboys Bengals. They both suck. So I don't know. I think I'm, I'm gonna go with the uh, the Bengals though. I'm gonna go with the Cowboys. The Bengals still had Joe Burrow. I take them, but I'm gonna go Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, we got Chiefs at Dolphins. Chiefs. Yeah, I like the Dolphins this year, but the Chiefs are just too good, man. Gotta go with Chiefs. This game, Cardinals Giants. I don't know, man. In, it's a in must the win for the Cardinals. You said a win for the Cardinals. It's a must win for them. Yeah, for the NFC playoff picture. Uh, and I, I think they're gonna be beat the Giants this week. Yeah, I do too. I mean, like even though the Giants are in my division, I kind of like them, but I think they're losing this one. Vikings at Buck. Upset alert. Minnesota Vikings are hot. They will go into Tampa Bay, and they will beat Tom Brady. You know, I would say that normally, but Tom Brady just had a whole week off with his bye week. You know, he's going to be coming for some revenge. This is kind of a must-win for them, too, because they're in the wild-card spot, and that 7-5 and five mm-hmm. is like, like the average, you know, what people are at. So... I mean, if they lose this, they become tied with the Vikings. And then saying the Cardinals beat the Giants, they'll be tied with them. It'll just, you know, I think they need to win this game, to be honest. Uh, Broncos, Panthers. Panthers in this one. Yeah, Both 2-4-18, but I think they're winning. Yeah, I got Panthers. Titans at Jags. Uh, Titans have looked shaky, but the Jags are, are pretty are pretty garbage. Their quarterback situation is not, not great. Um, is Gardner missing back this week? I don't think so. No. Okay. Then I don't think yeah, that matters anyway, to be honest. <laughs> Even if he was playing, I still pick the Titans. This is a good game. Colts at Raiders. I'm going to go Colts. Raiders have looked shaky recently. So I'm going to take them. I'm going with the Raiders, even though they barely beat the Jets last week. Um, I think the Raiders are a good team, and this is a must win for them as well. Jets at Seahawks. Seahawks, no question. New York doesn't win the first game this week. Thanks. Packers at Lions. Come on now. Green Bay, easy money. I have the Packers too. Falcons, Chargers. Uh, Chargers special teams, we talked about this. They were garbage. Yeah. Absolutely horrendous. They've been garbage all year. Kind of sad because Anthony Lynn might get fired, but, you know, it's really not his fault. His team yeah, just, team's just garbage, to be honest. Yeah, I got the Falcons. I got the Falcons. The Washington football team against the 49ers. 49ers are going to win, I think, this week. I'm going to take the Niners, too, even though Washington doesn't look bad. Uh, two good Monday and Sunday night games. We got Steelers at Bills. In Buffalo. Uh, I think I still got the Steelers in this game, though. Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers, too. I mean, for some reason, I still don't believe in the Bills like that, even though week after week, I never pick them and they go crazy. But, you know, I'm not a Bills fan. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Steelers. They can't lose two in a row. Because if they lose two in a row, everybody's going to start going crazy over it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ravens at Browns. Cleveland is losing this game. Oh, I got the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, Lamar Jackson looked good last week. That run game was crazy. They ran for over 20 yards. I'm going to take the Ravens in this one. But before we end the show, I have a question real quick. Okay. All right. It's kind of like a two-part question. 
Do you think Jameis Winston would be seven and five right now if he played for the Bucks? The Buccaneers do have a pretty good defense, even though their defense has, hasn't been great lately. Like they started off, their defense was really good. Um, I think they'd be right around the same, give or take a game or two. I don't think that the the 49ers would be exponentially or not the 49ers, sorry, the the Buccaneers. I don't think they'd be exponentially worse with Jameis Winston. All right. Now, what if Tom Brady was on the Patriots? You think he'd be six and six right now? I think they'd be better than six and six. I don't know, bro. Cause like, like I mean, is Tom Brady the better quarterback? Yeah, probably. And I really like Cam, but you know, he'd just be running the ball. You know, just, I don't know. I think that uh, Cam on the Patriots, his offense is horrible. Like <laughs> their best. Uh, position like skills players James White at running back like you don't know any of their receivers and none of their tight ends it's just a bunch mm-hmm. of you know, guys we never heard of so I mean if Cam had you know some options to throw to I think he'd be chilling because that defense is you know normally good even though they had a lot of people opt out this year so I don't know but I think they'd be you know six and six maybe seven and five with Brady what about Jameis Winston and Tampa Bay? Do you think they'd be seven and five? No, I mean I don't know, bro. Probably seven and five because his his picks would probably lose him a couple games. But I mean, Tom Brady's still throwing eleven picks this year. You know, it's not like he's not throwing picks as well. Yeah, but uh, I mean, he's not going to go thirty for thirty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, Tom Brady throws like average on average a pick a game this year. So yeah. you know. But with that being said, you know, whatever you guys think, let us know. It's the end of the show. Make sure you guys go subscribe to my YouTube, Jade of the Rose. Road to two 1K uh, subscribers. We're almost there. I only need like 143 more, I think. Hopefully we get by Christmas, you feel me? Uh, you know, I've seen some disappointing uh, results from Quinn's podcast. You guys are being a bunch of bums because you're not checking it out. So get your hand out your ass. Get your head out your ass. Go check out uh, Levels of Change. Levels Go of click change. it. Wherever you guys can find this podcast, you can find that podcast. Stop being a go bunch of bums and go check it out because he speaks about some real stuff. You know, we goof around on this one. We speak about real stuff sometimes. But, you know, mostly goofing around sports music. But he gets deeper into the real stuff in life, and you guys got to stop being some bums. Go listen to it. Long story short, make sure you guys subscribe right. to us. Make sure you guys follow us. You know, you got our Instagram. You got all that good stuff, man. Go gases, blah, blah, blah. Listen to another podcast, all that good stuff, man. And you know, I'll see you guys. That's how you feel, Jay. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Gang shit.